Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be running through my start sits at the running back position. So breaking down all 15 week eight matchups and labeling every fantasy relevant as a start or a sit. So what I feel comfortable having these guys in my lineup, they're going to be thumbnails down below for each matchup. So if you guys want to jump around to the players you guys own, that is totally fine. While you guys are watching the video, if you're enjoying the content, please just do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You guys can ask me any fantasy questions. I'll be responding to every single person, but let's get right into our Thursday night football matchup here where the Packers are traveling to Arizona to take on the undefeated Cardinals. Definitely a little bit of a hit here for the Packers. It looks like they're going to be without Devontae Adams, but I think that probably just makes Aaron Jones an even better play this week. He was going to be a start no matter what, and A.J. Dillon is still going to be a sit. On the other side with the Cardinals, it really looks like both of these running backs, James Conner and Chase Edmonds, are going to be solid starts moving forward. You know, at the beginning of the season, I didn't know if James Conner could kind of keep up his touchdown pace. You know, Chase Edmonds was getting a decent amount of the carries and basically all the receiving work. And James Conner was scoring primarily on goal line touches. But right now, this Cardinals offense has been on fire. And then also the defense has been very solid. So they've been up towards the end of basically every single one of their games, which is going to lead to a better game script for James Conner. So I like both of these backs in this matchup. Then moving on to Sunday, we have the Bengals taking on the Jets. On the Bengals side, Joe Mixon is going to be a start locked into your lineup. His backup, Samaje Pirine, has gotten some reps recently. I'm still going to have him as a sit here. If you're in a much deeper league or dealing with a lot of injuries or buys, he may not be the worst overall play because the Bengals should probably have this game wrapped up early and they may just give Pirine some extra looks. On the other side with the Jets, both Michael Carter and Ty Johnson actually produced in week seven, but it was basically all in the receiving game. That's not something I expect to carry over here in week eight. And I just don't trust, you know, a running back by committee on an offense that is not going to score a lot of points. In this next game, we have a divisional matchup between the Titans and the Colts. And this is pretty obvious on both sides. Derrick Henry, automatic start. And then same thing with Jonathan Taylor. The Colts finally kind of gave him a huge workload and the man 100% produced with it in week seven. So he is in your lineup. Naheem Hines just has not gotten enough volume in the air to be a startable player. And then Marlon Mack is there, but they're just giving him a few touches a game, basically trying to showcase him because they are trying to trade him. Then we've got the Rams traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. And on this Rams side, it's pretty clear. Daryl Henderson has just been a beast this season and he is a locked in start. I talked about him in yesterday's video as a buy low player. I think he's going to be a top 12 running back moving forward. So I'd love to have him in my lineup. On the Texan side, all three of these guys have been sits every single week. Just do not trust any of them. This offense really has no upside. And when you have three different running backs getting consistent carries, that's just a situation I do not want to be involved in. This next game is a divisional matchup between the Steelers and the Browns. On the Steelers side, Najee Harris is a no-brainer. And then with the Browns, it looks like Nick Chubb is expected to be back here on Sunday. Both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt missed week seven on Thursday night football. We saw Dearness Johnson kind of break out. Kareem Hunt is not going to be back because he's on the IR. We saw how well Johnson played, but I just don't trust him as a start 
if Nick Chubb is back in the lineup. If Chubb happens to be out, then Dearness Johnson is a smash play as a start. He really looked great in that game. So if he gets the opportunity to start, I would 100% trust him. We have the Eagles facing off against the Lions. And on this Eagles side, it looks like Miles Sanders is set to miss at least a few weeks. He avoided a break, but it does look like he's going to be out, you know, at least two, maybe three weeks. And in that case, Kenny Gainwell is going to be a solid start. I expect him to take over as the RB1. His backup now, Boston Scott, should get some work. But I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to get a lot of work in the receiving game, which is going to carry his production. So Gainwell's a start and Boston Scott is a sit. On this Lions side, this is pretty straightforward. DeAndre Swift locked into your lineup, and Jamal Williams is a sit. Williams is getting a decent amount of carries, but his lack of involvement in the receiving game and lack of touchdown upside just makes him someone I do not want in my lineups. Then it's going to be the 49ers traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. For the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell is looking like a really solid start moving forward. We know Raheem Mostert's out for the year. Trey Sermon is just not involved in this offense at all. And then it looks like Jeff Wilson isn't going to be ready to return until late November. So this is going to be the Elijah Mitchell show moving forward. You know, the Bears defense is solid, but you know, they're not some unstoppable force where I don't trust the RB1 for the 49ers. On the Bears side, I'm going to be rolling with Khalil Herbert. He looked really good against the Bucks. That's a Bucks run defense that shuts down almost every single running back, and he put together a really nice game. Damian Harris barely got involved. A lot of that was because he just came off the COVID list, you know, a few days before the game. So I do think Williams should be more involved. But right now, if you're just looking at the Bears, Khalil Herbert is your young rookie player. I'd expect them to want to get him more involved than Damian Williams, who's not going to be, you know, a part of the long-term future for this team. This next game is divisional matchup between the Panthers and the Falcons. For the Panthers, their offense has been struggling a ton as of late, but I still think Chuba Hubbard is a solid play. He's going to get work on the ground and in the air. He basically has a monopoly over those touches with Christian McCaffrey out. On the Falcon side, Cordero Patterson continues to be a start, and this was finally the week where it looks like Mike Davis was just kind of phased out of the touches. You know, every single week it was like, man, it doesn't look pretty. He's not efficient, but Mike Davis would always manage to get 10 plus PPR points. The Falcons had a bye in week seven, and then it basically seems like they figured out we're just going to roll with Cordero Patterson. I think Mike Davis had like four carries for 10 yards. I started him in a league. He gave me a nice one point. So that was pretty brutal, but you just can't be starting Mike Davis moving forward. Actually, another divisional game here between the Dolphins and the Bills. For the Dolphins, this backfield is always going to be a headache, but Miles Gaskin got the touches he needed to to put together a really nice game. So he's a start. Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed are both going to be getting touches, but they're still guys who I do not want in my lineup. On the other side with the Bills, this is another backfield that's kind of all over the place. Zach Moss has been surprisingly good to start off the season. He's definitely more of the goal line back, and that's the player I'm going to trust in a game where the Bills are probably going to be up running the ball, and if he's going to be getting those touchdown opportunities, then I do like him over Devin Singletary, who's a sit. Moving on to the Patriots-Chargers game, I am going to be starting Damian Harris. This one does feel a little bit risky because if the Chargers go up early, I could see Harris kind of leading a clunker game, but if the Patriots can kind of stay in this one for a while, Damian Harris should be able to get 10 plus carries, maybe get into the end zone, and then I'm going to be sitting the receiving back, Brandon Bolden. 
I've talked about this a lot. I just don't really trust these receiving backs who aren't involved every single game. You know, a lot of these guys will have one boom game, then they'll be, you know, non-existent the next week, and you just can't trust them in your starting lineup. And then, you know, I could put Ramondre Stevenson or J.J. Taylor as sits. Basically, you know, we don't even know which one of those guys is going to be active. So Damian Harris is the only guy I'd want to think about starting out of this backfield. On the other side with the Chargers, it's a no-brainer that Austin Eckler is in your lineup. Then we have the Jaguars traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks looked absolutely brutal on Monday night. That offense was terrible, but they were feeding Alex Collins. So for the Seahawks, I do think you could plug them into your lineup. This is a Jaguars defense that does not even compare to the Saints. So if Collins can keep up that workload, Chris Carson is still going to be on the IR. He's a potential start for the Jaguars. James Robinson has been lighting it up as of late. They finally just given almost every single touch to him, and he has definitely made the most of it. Then we have the Washington football team taking on the Broncos. For the Washington football team, I guess Antonio Gibson is going to be a start. He's playing through that shin stress fracture. He's getting the touches needed. He's just going to be a guy who scores, and he's a solid play. If he doesn't get into the end zone, it's just not going to be a good week because he's not getting the receiving work. That is going to J.D. McKissick. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm just not trusting these receiving backs. So McKissick is a sit. Then for the Broncos, I'm going to be sitting both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. They both played well in week seven on Thursday night football, but you're basically relying on them to get into the end zone because their touches are almost dead even. So unless Javante Williams starts to kind of break away as the clear number one, they're both likely going to be sits unless they're in a great matchup for the running back position. And then they're both kind of fringe starts. But here against Washington, I'm going to have them both listed as sits. This next matchup here is a battle between the run defenses. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Both of these run Ds have just been locked down this entire season, even dating back to 2020. In previous years, they've just been at the top tier of the NFL. But I do still feel confident starting Leonard Fournette. He's proven that he has evolved a lot in terms of his role as a receiving back. So even if he's not super efficient on the ground, I do think he's still someone who's going to be in there on those red zone touches, and he can add some work in the receiving game. I just don't trust his backups, Ronald Jones and Giovanni Bernard. And then for the Saints, even if the Bucks have a solid run defense, Alvin Kamara is a stud. We saw what he did yesterday was not running the ball efficiently, and then just put up a monster receiving stat line, just totally outproduced every other wide receiver. Honestly, probably combined on that Saints team. So he is a lock in your lineup. This next game is just stud running backs, Cowboys, Vikings. This one's really a no-brainer. Zeke is a start, Pollard's a sit, and then Dalvin Cook is a locked-in start. And then the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Giants traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. For the Giants, I'm going to roll with Devontae Booker as a start. This Chiefs defense has not been good, and Booker has been getting the majority of those carries out of the backfield. His backup, Elijah Penny, has been seeing some touches, just not enough to warrant him as a start. So Booker's a start, Elijah Penny is a sit. On the Chiefs side, that offense has been struggling. Patrick Mahomes has just straight up not looked good. You know, you can make the excuses of, oh, you know, his interceptions have gone off receivers' hands. Yeah, that's true for a few of them, but he also has just not looked like himself. It kind of seems like if you take away the big plays, from this Chiefs offense. They kind of struggle to just slowly and methodically move the ball down the field. 
and that led to Daryl Williams basically doing nothing here in week seven. I still have him as a start. This Giants team is beat up. They're not very good. And I still think, you know, Daryl Williams will be a solid play this week. But that is going to wrap it up for my running back start sits. If you guys enjoyed the video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ask me any questions down below. I will make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. I'm going to be putting out my wide receiver start sits later today. So go check those out. And then I also already have my waiver wire video and my sell high and buy low video out. So go check all that out. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.